hey, welcome to Losing the Faith. If this is your first time listening, thanks for listening. Just so you know what you're getting into for the next hour, this is a San Diego Padres baseball podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm joined by two of my best friends and two of the biggest Padre fans I know, David and Adam. Over the next hour, we're going to talk Padres baseball like Padre fans. We'll recap how the Padres performed last week. We'll look towards next week and what they have on deck. We're definitely going to do some bullshitting and make fun of each other and probably play a little trivia and have some fun. So if you want to sit around and talk Padres baseball with us, we'd love for you to join us. Thanks for listening. Oh, doctor! You can hang a star on that, baby! Baby, 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 baby. You're listening to the Losing the Faith Podcast with Ryan, David, and Adam. Hey, welcome back to Losing the Faith. I'm Ryan. I'm here with David and Adam. And uh, today we are going to be discussing, well, Padres baseball. So what we're going to do is a quick recap of the last couple games, pending free agents. We're going to discuss who's going to hit the market, uh, predictions for next season, if there's going to be changes to the the roster, the coaching staff, wherever. And we're also going to talk about the Kevin AC article that came out last week and some of the, um, I don't know what to call them accusations, but some of the uh, statements made in the article were we're interesting. So yeah, that's what we got on deck. So Dave, give me the recap the last couple of games. I know the Padres have done something Ooh. recently that they have not done all season. <laughs> Big moment guys. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Moment. No, and we're tied, tied in the top of the eighth. We're tied zero to zero. So that sucks, but we're riding a five game win streak. Which doesn't suck. Five games. Five game um, win streak against uh, the A's and going into the Rockies series. <laughs> it's the perfect series for it. Although, to be fair, we have played garbage teams earlier in the season and couldn't even get series wins. So, hey, we'll take it. We'll take yep. it. But that's back when it was still early, guys. It was still early. Uh, is, can we still say it's early? Actually... There is a small percentage chance, I believe, that we could still make the playoffs, but there's no chance I'm taking that bait. Yeah, let's take a look at that. Right I think now. it's 0.01%. Well, oh, it really is that. I think it maybe. is. Like, okay. you, you need well, every team in front of you to lose out, and the Potters have to win out or something insane like that. Uh, I would say it's uh, it's gone. That's no longer listed as a stat that I see on baseball reference. Is, is there a Vegas line? <laughs> oh, a Vegas line. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Probably broadcast on the side of the TV. It's like bets are constantly being thrown. How, how, much, how much faith do you have, Adam? Are you willing to, uh, if the Vegas line still exists, are you going to place a bet tonight? No. Hell no. Come on. Uh, I've, actually, I've actually taken a nice little... Maybe a week and a half, two week vacation from caring at all about anything, Padres. It's it's been it's good. Yeah, it's for been you. great. It's been restorative. I'll say it's been restorative. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. We're at a point one percent playoff odds. Point one percent, right on. So technically still alive. And um, yeah, it, it, interesting game going on tonight. No. Kind of a very Padres esque game in my opinion tonight. Great pitching. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't doesn't go to extras. Yeah. But yes, Snell is great crushing. pitching. Can't score a run. It's it's oh, good to see. Didn't we score ten runs? Hey, I just want to say it's good to see Profar back in a Padres jersey. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Nice, Adam. I, I mean, I'm not being facetious. I've always liked Profar. Uh, I'm not sure if your respo- response was... Uh... <laughs> uh, g- give me your case for Profar, Adam. Like, yes, you uh, have always loved him. Let me yeah, hear it. I think I, I've, I've given my case uh, before in the past. I just, you know, I like the guy. I think he's got a good chemistry for the team, and this is a team that lacks that. And, uh, you know, it's fun, it's fun to see him back in there and, and a couple other guys like Rosario um, getting some playing time. This, this is kind of like reminding me of Padres teams in years past where you have kind of like a little bit more of a ragtag type of team makeup. Yep. Um, and yep. it actually, I don't know. That's yeah, I don't know why, too. but to me, it just it feels right because that's what I'm used to as a Padres fan is some bullshit ragtag lineup. Um, and and somehow it, it seems better than what we had this year. So I agree. Yeah, that's so weird. Perfect Padres. Um, the bats come alive when the season's over. Normally the season is over like right when it starts. So I guess that's what you mean. September is always fun in the bigs too. You get the call-ups, so you get a bunch of noobs getting some shots. Speaking of things biting you in the ass when it's early. When was the last time the Padres were above 500 this season? Did they even make it above oh. 500? I mean, what, the season started in March? Or did it start in April? Because I, I, I want to say they haven't been above 500 since May. Um, That would be correct. <laughs> uh, at the end of, end of May, they were... 25 and 30. I can't believe we wasted Blake Snell's best career year in a contract year. Like what a freaking waste. And that hurts. Correction. Adam doesn't yeah, Adam doesn't read stats. Blake Snell's had a better year oh, than has this, he really? but he is the best in the has bigs this really? year. Wow. Dude, 2018 he was Cy Young with 21 and 5 with a 1.89 wow. ERA. I, I don't really care about wins and losses as as a pitcher. I hate that metric cuz if you have a no offense, then it's just really hard to get wins. You know? Yeah, but but his ERA is is almost a full point better than this year. Yeah, that's I mean down to about half a point now. He was absurd in twenty eighteen. Ridiculous. So he's done it before. I just want to make sure we're we're clear. Like so, so classic Padres. We we get this guy. We have him under contract for what three seasons, and the first two are average, maybe slightly above average. Contract year, guys walking out the door. Padres are not headed to the playoffs. And this dude throws down the second best year of his career and is probably going to win the Cy Young. I mean, mm-hmm. that yeah. is so Padres. <laughs> it really is perfect Padres. Like, and we're paying him 16 almost $17 million, though. So he's he's getting some Yeah, bread. but for the Cy Young Award winner, like pretty decent value. And honestly, man, like, I think if you're not making the playoffs and you hold on to the Cy Young Award winner as the GM, I don't know. I mean, your your seat better get pretty hot because that's a that's a big mistake. Hey, let's. Yep. Um, well, he's a free agent, so what difference does it make? That's what I'm saying. He's a free agent, and you hold on to him in a losing season instead of trading him at the deadline and trying oh, to get some oh, value. Oh. You're 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 saying retro retro perspective like we should have got rid of him at the deadline i got it yes i, Pro, I thought we were looking for him. i thought oh, we were looking for yeah. next year and i was you know i'm like i don't my uh, mistake yeah i think we're we're yeah, off i don't want to i don't want to next year. you know fixate on the past because god there are so many things we could talk about if we we're gonna look at all the mistakes mm. management made but that's uh hindsight we could spend 20 right so um 
moving forward, yeah. do you guys think we should re-sign Snell? Dude, I'm I'm so no. gun shy to like give anybody a contract. Yeah, same. <laughs> I would like yeah, to. My money. And I was Adam. I was just gonna say too. He 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 was in pre-arbitration in 2018 when he won the Cy Young. The next year, he got a five-year, fifty million dollar contract boost from the Rays, and I think he didn't even win 21 games after that. Like, but I still don't really care uh, about to- games. Like, what was his ERA? I, you know? I'm just. No, I'm not. I don't think I'm saying 1.89, Adam. The following year? The following year was 4.29. So that's that's why I'm saying Snell seems to me like a contract year. Once every five years. A nut up when he needs to. But I don't know, though, because I I don't think Snell doesn't strike me as someone that's like all about the money. And so I it's hard for it's. No, he's all about video games. (laughs) It's, uh, and those bitcoins donate to my Twitch channel. Uh, <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you uh, off your thought. Uh, I yeah, I don't. I mean, he wants to stay in San Diego. There's no way he he's going to take anything less than max. But dude, what? who doesn't want to stay in San Diego? Um, I know some people. Yeah. <laughs> And they're, and they're good. They can leave. Good for them. But I'm just saying, like, him saying, I want to stay in San Diego, I don't I don't really care. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean anything. And honestly, like, I have a little bit of a problem because in – and I don't mean to rain on this guy's parade because he had a great year and he deserves to win the Cy Young. But when they asked him about the season, his, his quote was, I love this season. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about, oh. man? Good and God. to me, that's so indicative of the whole Padres team, where it's more about individual stats and getting their individual numbers than the team playing together and playing good baseball and winning games. Yep. Yeah, I'm so with you on that. The individualism, uh, the the lack of leadership or examples that were set in that clubhouse. All right. Oof. You know what? Let's screw it. Let's just go straight to the AC article. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, can you, can you go ahead and just, Adam needs to know. Us yeah, into yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't read it. Um, yeah. Give me, give me the TLDR. I'll, I'll give you the high level points. Right? I'm not going to read it and I'm not going to paraphrase it. Cause I'll do a terrible job, but the general theme of the article is the Padres culture and inside of the clubhouse, inside of the front office, how in the clubhouse, and we've talked about this on the podcast, no leadership. And not only no leadership, Manny was the voice of the clubhouse. And it was kind of harsh towards Manny, but I think in a constructive way. And the feedback, so he pulled like 30 staffers of the Padres. And he talked to eight players and asked them about what basically what happened this year. And one of the common themes that he heard throughout was that Manny was the most vocal person in the clubhouse, but there was no leadership. And while he would get up in meetings and be loud, he would never or rarely follow through on a lot of the stuff that he spouted in these players only team meetings. And so there was kind of this like, yeah, they're talking about these things and there's no follow through. And and it sounds like there's no accountability to punish Machado for not following yeah. through. What do you, what what is he not following through on that you would the, punish him for? 
there weren't specifics necessarily, but it was like a, they alluded to a, a certain type of work ethic in coming out here and putting in the work to get the wins and turn the season around. And when push came to shove, I think there were games or they, they might've cited a couple of games where starters didn't even show up to uh, team pregame workouts, all, all the starters. Yeah. And I know, I know what you're going to say, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know, starters no, that play I, a lot I'm of games. I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I'm not going to say that Well, that's that what I all. thought. That's That was my first thought was like, oh, you know, long season, not a huge deal. But then, and you're going to hate this because you're going to call me a Dodger fan. Uh, AC compared those instances to teams like the Dodgers where starters, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, they're out there putting in work pregame and doing what it takes to be a winning franchise. Yeah, and and that's that's yeah. rough because no doubt those two players, Freeman and Betts are the not only two of the best players in the league, but two of the very very clearly to everyone who watches baseball, highest caliber of leadership and like example setting on the field. I'm I'm not sure if that organization um like pulls that type of person or if you know I don't that's a weird it's a good question. They were I think they were those people before they came to LA. I don't think it has anything to do with LA. But I think you're right. I, I think LA has uh, obviously has done a good job of identifying that type of person. Yeah. Because le- leader ding, leadership ding, ding, ding. isn't yeah. something that you say it's something that you do. So yep. this, this thing that is, you know, in this article about Machado, you know, trying to be the vocal leader. Okay. Whatever. Like, especially in a sport like this, where you have a bunch of grown men, right. there's, and, and a lot of them are at the same spot in their career. Like you don't lead by, by talking, you lead by doing, you know? So, right. Yep. Yeah, that's a yeah. You know, and, and, I, and not to say that Manny doesn't, you know, I mean, he's he plays through injuries and he's has sure. pretty much solid play year in, year out. So it's 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 hard to say like, oh, well, he, he does walk the, the walk and talk the talk. But it, it's I mean, just playing good is not necessarily a like passing grade for being a good leader. You know what I mean? And and yeah, and I not. think the the bigger thing, which is what you're alluding to, is is preparation. Yeah, I'm definitely alluding to that, but I'm also alluding to, well, and it's not me. This is AC writing the article. Sure, um, that's that's what I meant. But he also, and, and this quote really kind of took me like because we talk about on the podcast how we don't think there's a leader in the clubhouse. When asked about it, Machado's response was, "Well, I think we have 26 leaders in the clubhouse." So that means nobody. Oh no one. Nobody. Too many hands in the cookie and, jar. And not even, because you know Cronenworth and Grisham aren't saying shit in team meetings. No. And Hassan Kim doesn't speak English. Mm-hmm. He's working on it. He's going to be tri- trilingual. No time. No. We, we could definitely use a little leadership. So if it's Hassan Kim. No, we... We could. So okay, who was who was? Uh, my I'm just completely blanking because you guys know my baseball knowledge is garbage. Who was the dude that we traded to the Nationals who hated Eric Hosmer because he basically like, oh Luke Voigt. 
Yeah, Luke, Luke Voigt. Right? Yeah. He he kind of struck me as a guy in the interviews that I saw of him that kind of had a little bit of of that like veteran voice um and, and mm-hmm. presence. And <laughs> it's funny how quickly we shipped him off trying to like just find the next shiny piece. And he really had a desire yep. and a want to be that guy in San Diego. Which is really sad because we're like, mm, yeah, no, just go do that somewhere else. Um, yeah, I don't know. Voight, Voight was, he was goofy, but no, that's fine. I get what it you're uh, the, the the person that uh, shows up, you know, and we're talking about preparation and all that, they don't have to be the best player on the team. I agree with you. It just yeah. has to be the person that sets yep. the culture. Or was, like, hey, I'm going to be down here an hour earlier than we need to be. Who else is going to come? You know what I mean? Did, not Manny Machado. Yeah. Well, David, do you remember when the Red Sox won the World Series that year? I feel like the not the best player on the team, but the guy that was kind of the heartbeat was like Kevin Millar, who was just yeah journeyman utility guy that was having a decent year. But he was just this rallying figure that all the other players were like, this guy's great. Yep. Yep. I, I get that. I've had, there's definitely those leader types. Like I, I said it earlier in the season for us, but Jeff Frank like he's not the best guy on the team, but maybe he has, he's that glue and, and we're still looking. All for right, guys. Uh, uh, I, I think through this article, we learned it's not Machado. Gonna, yeah. I'm going to quickly give you the game break. Uh, we had bases loaded here in the, in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, one okay. out, Profara had a swinging bunt double play f- home to first oh. and ends the inning. Uh, anyway, con- continue. Continue on. Okay. Well, D- David was alluding to the fact that... So this is actually getting into an article that I read in The Atlantic, which... Yeah, that's what I want to touch on, too. So yeah. that actually comments a little bit on what AC wrote, which was really heavy on just talking about Machado as a player and, and more so as a team figure and how he didn't have a lot of follow through and maybe isn't the best choice of leader for the Padres clubhouse. That was kind of the tone of the article. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Atlantic goes on to take it a step further and say, it's not just in the clubhouse and and AC never thought it was just a Machado problem. Uh, They were looking at the broader front office and specifically Preller as the main issue for the Padres. And Specifically, they say that he's a probably one of the best, if not the best, talent evaluator in the sport. But when it comes to dealing with people, he leaves a ton to be desired. And that kind of tracks for the Padres' issues. If it's mm. just like, hey, the organization is not good at dealing with people or players, and it's just a really toxic environment for people to be in. I could see how performance could tank like it has this year. I don't I don't know if I buy that and, and only because you don't ever hear about organizations being built from the GM down. Like it's just not it's not a thing. No one's like, what, what, oh, this what? this team what? This what? team won the World Series. Dude, wrong. The, no, this yeah. team won the World yeah, Series. Yeah, dude. Because- Alex Anthropolis, Atlanta Braves. Billy Bean oh, okay. when he had the the A's like heyday during Moneyball. Yeah, I got I get what you're saying. I I can't. Yeah, agree, dude. I think it's like the G, GM can play a no, gigantic they, role. They, Doesn't they always, can, but you're saying that's like one of the most predictive like measures of team success is like GM 
interpersonal relationship skills. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Let me add. Let me add. Add something to it. Like uh, I, I learned very recently. I live very, very close to one of the coaches who maybe works for the Padres, and uh, through some conversations, I found out uh, Preller is regarded as a an excellent collector of talent, but doesn't know how to form a team. That sounds um, right. Also heard. Also heard Manny's a big baby, big whiner. Which also okay, so Okay, there, there, there's two things, right? And one of those things is, um, is it the GM's job to get the most talent possible? Or is the GM's job to be like the team HR person and make sure that everyone fits? Neither. It's, it's yeah. no, I was going to say it's, it's the GM's <laughs> job to win games. Put together a squad. Yeah, that's the ultimate games. goal. It doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, this is this is a, like a, a classic conversation in baseball, right? Like, who's who's responsible for l- the losses? The GM, or like it? Like, are, are, is well, it Preller or is it Melvin? Well, is it Preller or well, is it Melvin? Adam, it- there's a lot. There's a lot from the article. The the Atlantic piece as well talks about Preller became has become so heavy handed, so overbearing that there's almost a power struggle between Melvin on the field. And Preller, who's being all buddy buddy with everyone on the Padres uh, roster, so it turns into who's the leader, who do I trust? And to me, that's a GM stepping yes. too far in his role. So to if win a games. GM doesn't allow their, uh, well, let's just say Preller, if Preller doesn't allow Melvin to to do his job, that's a huge problem. Yeah, I agree. That's a, that's a huge problem. Um, I but that's, uh, I don't know. There's just there's Preller's so, not there's going so away. I will be shocked. Lineup and and I want to go back to the Manny thing for a second because yeah, it, as as much as I want him to be the thing that he's trying to be, it, it how do I say this? He's too dumb to be the leader. No, I'm not. I'm not going to say he's too dumb. It's just there's there's a reason why he was a villain everywhere he went. Right, he he has been a villain in he, the MLB, basically yep. until not he a, got to the Padres, wrong. and then it was like, all right, we believe in you. Here's you know, here's a ten year contract, and it's like Draymond Green, like outside of outside of the Warriors organization, everyone freaking hates that guy. Um, and I don't think you, I don't think you take Draymond Green out of the Warriors system, put him anywhere else, and he somehow becomes a team leader. Like that's not happening. That's kind of what you're asking Manny Machado to be. Like, I don't think we want Machado no, to no, be the I leader. Just, I think he tried and I, failed. I think it was yeah. a de facto. Like you're somehow the most tenured now that Will Myers is gone, and you have the biggest contract, mm-hmm. and you play the most games. So. Can you do this? Oh, and also Tatis is suspended for the year. So you kind of have to also yeah. like take a bigger role there. Um, Cause otherwise it would have been, you would assume it would have been a little bit of like a, not two headed monster, but like you'd have like the, the veteran, you'd have the youth and they would play off each other. But I mean, even when they were both playing, they had some tension. So, you know, I don't know who, yep. who no, there's people who make excellent like vice presidents, but would never make good presidents too. Just in and I, I don't even think Manny's that. I think Manny's just an individual contributor, which is fine. Those have a a really valuable role in a team. 
but you don't want the individual contributor to be your leader. They're only out for their own numbers and for their own interests, which is fine. He's a great player and he generally produces, but that leader role just may not be his, his comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, which honestly, Ryan could lead us into the next category that we skipped, which is who's going to be a free agent and who is the, leader well, wait going a second, into wait next before, season. before we do that, we were talking about the Atlantic article and talking about the front office and Preller. And I just wanted to make one more point on that or just bring up another part of that piece. Basically, the article in the Atlantic, Adam, was saying that – and I, the reason I put so much blame on Preller, when I say Preller, I'm talking about the Padres organization. It's not just him, the person, but he is, because of his role, the face of that organization, that front office – and he does bear that responsibility. But I don't think it's just him. I think it's the people around him, but he set that system up and put those people in those places. And that to me is the problem. And the yeah. only thing I will, before you say anything, the only thing I'll point to is Preller's been in the job for 10 years. He has one winning season in 10 years. Name me one more general yeah. manager that has that kind of longevity in tenure and has one winning season and one playoff appearance on their resume. Yeah, so I and I I wasn't shaking my head because I was going to object what you're saying. Um, I was going to agree because to me, the only way he keeps his job for that long is because ownership feels like they can use him as a tool to get the players they want. Like, oh, well, we're going to keep Preller around because if we tell Preller to do X, he does X. Oh. And then... Then you have a situation in which there's micromanaging going all the way from the top to the bottom, right? Do you get do you get that sense that it's coming from the ownership group of how to run? I mean, the I don't. I, who knows? I it's it's hard to say, but I mean, how do you keep your job after ten years with only one winning season and all point. the money in the world? Uh, that's just been. What added if you're just a master manipulator? I think David. That, might this be is not. Right. I'm, we're not going to get into like the psychology of aj preller like just, i don't want i don't want to like do like a freudian analysis of that guy let's just like dude, he's just he's just out there grifting an old man it, it's not even like that it's, complicated it's elder abuse yeah, he's just taking money and going to town but i think he is he's a problem and the padres they should probably part ways with preller or bring somebody else in to run a certain part of whatever his responsibilities are. He can't handle all of it. We've talked about it. It's been one of the most, no, not one of the most, it's been the most disappointing season in Padres history. And, and I think all of our opinions. Um, And so there, there definitely needs to be some sort of drastic change. Um, And I I don't necessarily think with the team makeup, I mean, if chemistry is a problem, like you can inject change in the existing team by swapping leadership like that. That can affect change, right? It's not going to yep. be like, oh, let's keep the leadership or management, but then we're going to bring in some new player. Well, that player is not going to walk onto this team just like every other trade they've made over the last three years and all of a sudden like affect cultural shifts. Like it's just not going to happen. Agreed. Agreed. And that's kind of what they said about Xander Bogarts in that AC article. He kind of said, hey, you can't expect Xander to come in. You're one of a contract and take over that role. It's a little unrealistic. So, yeah, I think you're right. 
And that's a great segue into what David reminded us we were supposed to be talking about, which is upcoming free agents coming into the offseason. And the most notable in my mind, well, Drew Pomerantz is a free agent. And (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I would love to calculate like how much each one of his pitches or innings cost the Padres over that contract. Um. Obviously, Snell and Hayter are going to be free agents, and it sounds like Lugo has the option to opt out, and so does Nick Martinez, and so does Michael Waka. So of the guys I just listed, some pretty big parts of the Padres' pitching rotation, do any of them get brought back? Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I think Snell's could be too expensive. Uh, and I think uh, Clayton Kershaw might be your answer. You think what Kershaw in like a one year or two year? <laughs> I, don't I don't hate know. it. I am saying, I am saying, you know, if we could get a big name replacement for Snell leaving, like an Aaron Nola, um, I don't think we're going to see Urias in the league ever again. Um, you got Giolotto, Sony Gray, excuse me, Sonny Gray. I would love Mar- Sonny Marcus Stroman. Would you see? What, like something Adam, big. Why, why do you want Sonny Gray? Uh, just like a in in division, just move over to the Padres. Like he's not going to cost as much as some of those other guys that are uh, top 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 tier. Like if if we had to choose between keeping Snell or um letting him walk and saving a little bit of money and going with someone like Gray, I I would prefer that. Would you prefer so if you had to choose between Sonny Gray, um, Michael Waka, and Seth Lugo, you can only sign two of them. Who are you signing? Mm, Lugo and Gray. That's a good question. Lugo, so you're letting Waka walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just so I could set up Waka. that terrible pun. Oh. <laughs> But seriously, you're you're letting I Waka don't... go in that scenario. You rather have Gray than Waka. Um, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm only saying that because I'm he, Waka's injury thing is just fresh in my mind, right? Like, fair yeah. Enough. But that's yeah. it. I mean, I I don't know. <laughs> they were he they were both great for us, you know. Yeah, they were. Dave, I actually like Kershaw because going back to something Adam said earlier in the episode about. It's not easy to find the kind of guy to come into a clubhouse and really take over that leadership role in the first yes. year. Like Clay- yes. Clayton Kershaw would do it. It'd be I game think Clayton over. could be one of those guys. I, I um I think Shohei could have been that guy too until no. uh, he till he lost his arm. No. Uh, even then, it's like oh, no, you I, don't think so? No, because I mean he. There was plenty of times where. He, he seemed dissatisfied with the angels and it, it a little yeah, whiny. I'm not going to say not that because, but I just, uh, individual contributor. A, okay. I, yeah. Okay. I, I would not say okay. that he's a leader, but his yeah. play is just so damn good. It's hard not to elevate those players to that, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Maybe in his case, you're just looking up at him and Kershaw. You'll actually listen, you know, to. It seems like you're saying Shohei just goes out and plays more and does his. Yeah, Shohei's in the prime of his career. You know, he's there to play. And I, 
and, and, and this might sound weird and it may have no basis in reality, but like, check me if you think this is too ridiculous, but I think sometimes the leadership role can actually get in the way of production sometimes because it is baseball is a mental game. And if, mm-hmm. if you're the leader of a team that does create a little extra pressure and that could be something that he's just like, you know what? I don't want that right now. I just want to go out there and perform and do my job. And the whole leadership thing can be someone else. And plus he's also got Mike Trout as a teammate. So I kind of think Trout probably has that locker room. Got it. Yeah. And speaking of Mike Trout though, could uh could the Wheelin Dealin Preller man make a deal for the Angels center fielder? Get out. Just of saying here. another guy, another so? guy that could be that like injection of leadership immediately and not take years to kind of develop or gel. <laughs> how, how about this? Instead of talking about who we maybe could get, let's uh let's let's speculate on who what lost soul is going to get uh, lost in the Angels organization for the next seven years. Oh, so true. <laughs> Soto? Is Soto oh, going to get signed by the Angels? No. Poor, poor no. guy. Oh. What do you mean poor guy? Forget <laughs> Soto. Does Soto get... I could see Moreno could go all in still. He's, he's you know, has that kind of Pete Seidler insanity mindset uh, with Trout making... $460 million or something in his contract. It was nuts. Dude, I will I will trade Juan Soto for Mike Trout straight up, but the Angels have to eat that money on Trout's contract. That is not a fair trade. For who? Dude, Mike Trout, I would take him over Juan Soto 1,000 <laughs> days out of the week. Juan Soto has a 3,100 season. Like he's, this is good, Soto. Soto can leave now. I'm okay. So, with do you think Trout Trout is like the person, the embodiment, you know, and the player? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, he's he's the leadership or whatever you want to call sure. it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's kind of what the Padres are lacking. So, do you guys think Soto makes it through the off season as a Padre? I hope not. Really? Yeah. I mean, we're just he, great season. I just don't know if. We can have Manny and Soto. But that's a bit, you, you hit the nail on the head without even realizing it. Like he had a great season and it didn't move the needle because that's not what this team needs right now. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. What does the team need, how, Adam? All the things that we just talked about. This team needs mm-hmm. a leader. This team needs someone that's like more than just a rental piece that's going to get on base a lot and score some runs. Like, yeah. And, Out of all the yeah, all the big pieces you know, and, we and, have, he's probably the one and who can watch, go. When I watch these games, like, uh, did we just walk it off? No way, six in a row, baby. Did a walk off, Jack. Oh, let's, let's go. go. Tell me, um, tell me that the so, no no is intact. No, they had two hits. Oh, um, Soto's. You know his defense isn't great. His his base running is atrocious. Like. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I just don't like I just don't think we should re-sign him because as good as his season was offensively, it it made no difference for this team. So I think, yeah, I'd choose Manny and Tatis over Soto. Right, Adam? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, come on, like defensively, Machado and Tatis, like that's an incredible duo. 
Yeah. Like the amount of ground that Tatis covers and then uh, his base running like is, is impeccable. Like that's all day. Like I don't, I don't see why you would ever choose Soto as, as an alternate to, to those two. If you had to pick two out of the three. Yeah. I'm kind of done with once in a generation talent yeah. phrasings. Yeah. I, I mean, look, he's got a great eye. He walks at a prodigious rate for today's baseball game, I guess, like today's age of baseball. Oh, God, uh, you guys. Bogarts hit this ball maybe like 320, like barely made it snuck over it out. the left. Yeah, barely snuck it over the, like, hey, the, the shortest part of the field. But is, I mean, hey. Is that, though, just sneaking it over the fence to win the game? Is that a omen for the Padres just sneaking it out to get to the playoffs? Don't do it. Uh, don't no, Ryan, do it. Come on, guys. Don't, you're not, you, don't, you don't even believe it, Ryan. Oh, you're, uh, so you're right. I don't dabble this, in optimism. This win is what we didn't do literally the entire season. It's, I mean, it's cool to see if it's like the season doesn't even matter anymore. So it's kind of, well, dude, Adam, we were oh for five with runners in scoring position coming into that. But guys, this is probably the biggest win of the Padres season because now they are one and 11 in extra innings. They finally got a W. Oh, was it the 10th? Yeah. I thought it was the bottom of the ninth. I don't think it was a no bottom of the Damn ninth. It. Bottom of the ninth. We're still miserable. Still miserable. Cur- the curse is intact. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> Robert Suarez threw a pitch one hundred point two miles per yeah, hour. Like sticky that. stuff. Oh yeah, I oh, forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> it's so <just> sticky. <laughs> uh, well, I I I see another free agent on here who who is very intriguing. I'm wondering your guys' thoughts. Who do you got? Position player um, or pitcher? A couple position players, but one is Reese Hoskins. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And and the other the other would be a relief pitcher. So I'm leaving the uh, offense and going back to Craig Kimbrell. Oh, who's no. So, so David no. only wants the Padres <laughs> to sign white guys. So we'll, we'll, we'll get, get out of here. We'll get Mike Trout. We'll get uh, JD Martinez, <laughs> Trey Mancini, bring back uh, Matt Carpenter. I'm, I'm teasing. There's a lot of white free agents I'm out teasing. there. Um, Hunter Renfro. I, I did not like Craig Kimbrell. I, I, I don't okay. think the okay. Padres should spend money on a closer. Um, that sounds. How about Kirby Yates? He's I mean, a free agent. You know, I got a soft spot for Kirby, but I think he's done. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Um, he's not good, guys. Um. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Man, Kimbrell I, and his I, what? What else do we need? Well, thing. I mean, look, we were talking about starting pitching. Are they going to bring back any of the trio of Waka, Lugo, Snell? Because otherwise, all they have is Darvish, who's nursing some unknown injury, Musgrove, oh. and who else is under contract? Darvish, Darvish, and Musgrove. Oh, no. Darvish. Uh, is Ryan Weathers still under contract? <laughs> he got traded. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, he might might still be Maybe under contract. Maybe Adrian Morahone if he figures it out, but he's an injury waiting to happen. This is crazy. Yeah, it's very, very slim pickings. And this is your number one ERA in all of baseball, I think. Yeah. Still? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to choose, let's say you can bring one guy back. It can be either Waka or Lugo. Who are you taking back? I already answered this on my end, so. Yeah, he said, said Lugo, and I, 
Well, along along. Oh, oh, I get that. I get the sunny gray no, pick no, too. No. Oh, okay. Well, I do want sunny gray, and I will I will dump the Luganator. So you'll stick with Waka. Yeah, Waka. When he was on, he was ace level on. I'd like that okay. again. I thought Lugo was consistent, and he was usually pretty solid. Mm-hmm. So I'd hate to see him him go, but I bet he's going to opt out. So I don't know. Yeah, they're going to have to sign some pitching. I like the Kershaw pick. I. What do you think about Jack Flaherty? Mm, buy low. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Yeah, buy low, sure. Carlos Carrasca. He's a Southern California guy. I, there's. Okay. Um, man, if we needed a shortstop, ha, oh, guys, if we needed well, a shortstop, we obviously need yeah, a shortstop. No, like, uh, who's the shortstop most likely to get signed in the off season? That's a fun one we could talk about. <laughs> Tim, An- Tim Anderson is a Padre guys. Dude, Tim Anderson, Javi Baez, Elvis Andrus, Brandon Crawford, and Paul DeJong. Like, uh, listen, lots of T- Timmy's been biding his time at shortstop but we all know he's actually a center fielder so let's just sign him already and put him out in the center field <laughs> and get trent grisham off the field so tim anderson yes. center field next year for the padres that's my vote dude we'd oh, have the fastest great. outfield known to man it'd be amazing two shortstops in the outfield and then slow ass Juan Soto in left field. No, they would just push, they would push him so far over to the line and they're just like, all right, you guys just cover like three quarters of this, this outfield and just chase everything down. God, it'd be pretty cool. Cause if it just lands in front of Juan Soto, he'll still miss it. Yeah. He's a DH. I don't, he, I don't know why he's getting paid so much money when it's like, dude, that guy's a DH. Why are you paying a DH? Four hundred million dollars. Yeah, never forget that Juan Soto is a Gold Glove winner and Mike Trout is not. Yeah, that's that's, that's embarrassing I, for the that's, league. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for whoever decides these things, you know. And that was like, um, what was it last year? What how how many defensive runs saved did Profar have? And he was like, not even there. There. Oh, he wasn't no, even wasn't, mentioned. Like, wasn't yeah. even mentioned. It was crazy, guys. You know what else is kind of funny that I realized today? A lot of guys that were starting on the Padres roster like a year ago, maybe two years ago, uh, the minute they went off the Padres, other teams were like, yeah, you can't play here. And now they're just out of baseball. Hosmer, (laughs) Will Myers, like these guys were starting centerpieces of the Padres lineup like a year ago, and now no team wants any of them. And not only that, the teams don't even have to pay them. Hosmer can literally collect his Padres salary and yeah, make the dude, minimum. That's that's the case against these crazy long-term contracts. Like it's insane. It's silly. Uh, I am very curious. I know there's that there's a future payroll chart that we I don't, looked I don't even before. want to do it. It makes me sad. Yeah, it's because okay. like there's, well, there's Eric Hosmer. Players. We're paying Hosmer <laughs> through 2025. So I'm telling there's you, anyways, certain players 2025. Like, okay. Like, you know, when we sign Tatis, like, this guy's going to be good for a long time. Like, barring, you know, a million injuries, suspensions and injuries and all that stuff. Like, <laughs> all the things that like, the Cronenworth one is like, oh, we're going to buy low because he's going to be amazing after one season. And he's not like, great. Dude, it's the Austin Nola syndrome. Oh, I'm going to get this catcher that's on the up and up at a che- for cheap and only have to trade like two all stars to get him. 
what? I don't know that he was on the up and up. He had a career year that year. I'm pretty sure we were like, let's buy high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, okay, cool. Like this guy's on the up. Like this is our catcher of the future. Who's down in triple a hitting under a hundred. He has eye problems. Okay. You know what? Mm-hmm. We did hear uh, about the relatable. eye problems. I was cross I remember. Yeah. 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 You were blind. Now Dude, you are like, healed. That just, it seems a little too convenient. Oh man, I'm not hitting. Oh shit, guys! Like I totally got eye problems. Yeah, that's why I'm not hitting. Eye uh, problems. To, to, yeah, keep me, please to, keep to me. To be fair, keep me. Uh, and I think previous fair. years, um, and this is again one of Adam's uh, just it feels right, so say it out loud kind of things. Oh great. Um, it felt mm, like it his problem right. wasn't strikeouts the first or second year when we got him. It was just like that he hit everything soft right to somebody in the infield. But this year, for sure, he he couldn't even make contact. So David's going to check this right now, and he will tell me if my feel what? is wrong or right. <laughs> what I, I can see you. No, I can see you working. Were. I think you're dead on. Your dude. eyes are dilating, and you're just like tapping into the matrix here. <laughs> Stats. It's just straight downloading. <laughs> yeah. No, I I believe you. I'm I'm right on right on the same. Yeah, path like the too. number of double plays he hit you. into uh, this year was down from previous years because he actually wasn't hitting the ball at all, <laughs> <laughs> and he got fewer at bats. Dude, is is we have a. Grounded into double plays leader. Yeah, on our Xander team. Bogarts like... leads the big leagues in ground into double plays. Awesome. So, uh, okay. all right, Padres league leaders, baby. Hey, well, on, on September 19th, 2023, hit a walk-off. So put that on a stat line. That's my favorite thing about stats. You can make oh. anything a stat, a stat. How many times has somebody on September 19th hit a walk-off? Xander Bogarts is the leader of September 19th walk-offs. Like, oh, like. Oh, those are so useless. Yeah. He once took his step cousin to prom. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay. All right, dude. Calm down there. There's a lot of Wikipedia-ing from our stadium board people. That sounds like the thing at the beginning of the season, the Padres would like roast another team for on the Jumbotron. Like they did with Kershaw, and mm-hmm. then basically, like we just never recovered recovered from that. It's almost like yeah, the bad Jumbotron, karma, man. Yeah, the Jumbotron yep. Kershaw yep. crying thing was like the the high point of the season, and we never got better. Just because the the never. Padres and their hubris angered the baseball gods, and they were like, "Oh, you guys think that's funny? Wait till you see your record at the end of the year." <laughs> I was like, little do they know. <laughs> yep. Three months from now, they're going to be so far out of the playoffs. It's not even funny. It's not funny. Fourth in dude. the NL West. Like, oh, right at home. Right at home. Ugh. Okay. We're, we're going to do a random trivia question now that you just said that, Adam. So uh, I want you to take Machado's uh, salary, Tatis's salary, Bogart's contract, Darvish's, and Musgrove's. Five dudes. Uh, the value is set at $1.2 billion total salary for those five over under $1.2 billion. I bet it's like $1.14 or something under. Uh, Ryan? I'll say over the life of those contracts, over. 
Okay. Adam, you son of a gun. 1.18. Oh, my gosh. Adam and guessing yeah. random numbers the last two weeks has been ridiculous. You know, See, anything can be a stat. When you're Adam's in a flow right. state, Ryan, it's, just, it's easy to just to feel. Okay. Tell me more. Tell me more about this flow state you're in. Well, you know, everything is just a gut feeling, and, and you know, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> hey, so I see it says Waka has – we can pick up – a two-year, $32 million option mutual, with him. It's a mutual option. Uh, so he's got he's to okay. pick it up as well. And yeah, I don't think it's, he's it's cool. Just up. just send Manny out to do the the uh, you know friendly uh, yeah, the pep talk. Co, co-player negotiation. <laughs> hey, man, you can't leave. You're one of our 26 leaders. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. He says with a beer on his belly. <laughs> Uh, okay we're closing in an hour i know uh keeping the faith seems kind of stupid so why don't we just do a um a prediction for next year and it can be i predict the padres sign somebody fire somebody have a better record it could be anything you want to predict for next year positive or negative i don't really care probably positive but yeah anyway adam uh, my prediction for next year is really just that the, they're going to level off. I, you know, last year, I believe that I don't want to say we got lucky, but all those games that we lost this year, all those close games, extra inning games last year, we won them. And then we beat the Dodgers and the Mets in the playoffs. That was crazy. This year we came so far back down to earth that everything just hurts so bad. It's like jumping off a cliff and belly flopping. It was just, it's was the worst. I'm not keeping the faith. I'm just looking forward to like normalizing everything next year, you know? So tampering expectations a bit coming in with a different mindset of what you expect. It just can't be as bad as it was this year. There's no way. I mean, it's like the, the amount of, the amount of unluckiness, if, you can say that um, has been unprecedented. Okay. Yeah, it's bad. Okay, Ryan, how about you though? Give us your my prediction, prediction for next year, and maybe even just for the off season, is that the Padres sign Blake Snell to a three-year deal with multiple opt-outs. Okay. Lots of opt outs. Lots of opt outs. Right. But what? he's a he's a he's a at Padre like, next year. At like twenty million a year? Like what's he what's he getting in that three year contract? Yeah. Eighteen to twenty. Maybe it's backloaded with a raise. You said he made fourteen mil this year, Dave, so maybe he makes eighteen next year, twenty one the year after, and twenty five the third year of the contract. So I mean the thing is under, if you're if you're chasing wins. Right, our record sucked. If we're chasing wins, you know. Ah, I mean, he is filthy right now. He's disgusting. Filthy. And look, if you have him in an opt-out contract, it's almost like a contract year every year. So maybe he'll Ooh. do well Ooh. being in like a contract year for three straight years. Ryan, the GM. Hey, you heard I don't it here like first. Thirty-year-old. <laughs> no. Dude, you're talking Snell. Snell is 30. He's gonna 
he needs a mega contract because he's going to drop off a cliff in three years. No one's going to give him the money he will get now that he'll get in three years. I don't years. disagree with you, Dave. Like you're right, but the only counter examples I'll give to that are, and I know it's very rare and few and far between, but the Scherzers and uh, the guys mm. who are pitching late into their thirties, into their forties at a high level. True. So maybe Snell goes, True. I like it here. I want to be here for a few more years, but I want the flexibility to opt out every year just in case I want to chase that money. Okay. Give give him some power. Yeah, give him the options. And if he wants to stay, he stays. But I don't know, Scott Boris, man, he was the one. That was why Profar left. And even Profar was like, I made a mistake. <laughs> maybe, I mean, maybe yeah. that will help. That Maybe that will help our, our cause because, you know, I, I I just assumed any person that has Boris as their agent is just gone. They're going either the Dodgers or the Yankees or they're getting a max somewhere. They're not going to – he's not going to ever tell someone, well, if you like San Diego, you should stay. That's not for sure. MO, you know? For sure. Yep. Dave, yeah. what about you? Prediction for a, next year. I got a very, very different okay. take. So I, I think I've already – accepted that AJ Preller is not being let go. I I hope that changes. I hope AJ is gone and Bob stays, but I'm operating under the assumption he's toast. Uh, and we're seeing our sixth manager. And I think uh, we go deep into the well, and I've said it before, but we bring Ozzie Guillen out of the broadcasting <laughs> booth. Uh, I, and I'm not done. Ozzie Guillen purposely tanks the team for the first month until AJ Preller is fired and then he wins the World Series. In his first I time. don't Killer even know prediction. what to say because your prediction is so aggressive. It's so good. I need time to like process <laughs> what you just said. Great prediction. I I don't think I don't think AJ's getting fired, but we get a good manager. It doesn't need to be Ozzy, but someone who has a slow start. AJ's canned because it's the sixth manager, but then the manager turns it around. That's just I love uh, it. No, yes. I love it. It's adding insult to injury, and it's validating all the things we've been talking about, which is AJ is the problem. So I, I, like I will say yep. that, and we've talked about this before, in Bob Melvin, I, I believe you have a manager whose leadership style is more along the lines of, I'm going to let the, these players do what they do. And I think in the case of the Padres, especially if you have little overbearing GM or whatever it may be. You need a very active manager, but not just an active manager. Like, Oh, we, we hired Tingler. Like you need an active <laughs> manager that the players know and respect. Yeah. Not just somebody that's like pulled but up. But Preller from had his nowhere. hand so far up Tingler's ass and was just operating that little fucker like a puppet the whole time he was manager. Yep. Dude, Adam, I don't know if you saw it, but he hired, uh, Preller hired an old rugby manager to go to every Padres team meeting and take notes. Uh, at least that's that's what I was reading. And he he had constant reports. It was like Preller's hand is so deep in this organization. He's got spies. We need you need a guy like Ozzie Gian who's essentially going to say f off. These are my boys. Like you need a power. Yeah. Well, you have to trust. To what, uh, dude, that's so weird. That's so weird. That's like when you get a job with the company and they're like, "All right, here's here's your computer. It's a company issued, and also we are able to track your hours when you when you're using it." Like that's hundred percent, hundred percent. It's <laughs> yeah. not. It doesn't end up being like your employee's best work. There's just no, no chance. 
He's got his little like rugby guy Gestapo taking notes on players' meetings, and <laughs> yeah, it's not a good organization to be in. So I hope the lack of D- trust. David's prediction is my favorite. I hope that comes true. I have a final question, dude. Because if we're if we're not going to get a leader through a player, it's got to be through a manager, yeah, or someone. Adam, yeah. your question: are, are we going to the rodeo? Ryan, I don't know if you know this because you're not here, but uh, Petco Park is having a rodeo. Dude, can I and tell you guys how fun rodeos are? You might have to, you might have to come out. Dude, I would. Okay, when I when I was down in Texas, we went to the rodeo, <laughs> and that is the most fun thing about Texas. The rodeo is great. Okay, <laughs> uh, Jan- January twelfth through fourteenth. All right, free plug to the rodeo, which actually is a I'm okay with. The rodeo is great. But I think we yeah go yeah. ahead, Dave. Oh, uh, San Diego rodeo tickets are a little more in Texas, I assume. Sixty-seven dollars a pop. Yeah, I think I think my tickets were about ten bucks a pop, but different type of rodeo. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. well, we're we're good. Go ahead, take us out. Okay, I was gonna say we're closing in on the hour. You guys want to uh, end it here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, just a preview for next week. We're going to do our Padres team awards, so next week's episode should be fun. Uh, if you want to email us, you want to nominate anybody for a team award or suggest a team award, please email us at losingthefaith@gmail.com. It's losing without the G. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Sorry, right, I talked about it. Adam, like that. Oh, no, I was just going to say stupid shit about the rodeo so just like no let's get out of here just keep talking about the rodeo yeah because i was gonna i was just gonna say like how pumped are the people in ramona who normally are like oh the ramona rodeo like, no never shows up we just fucking go next like dude we're gonna be in Petco park you know like they're quite pumped you guys oh. i highly recommend you go to the rodeo it's so much fun maybe not the lake but is that Petco park or